The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday. For some of you, you're going to get a day off tomorrow maybe to be able to work at home or do some other things. I will continue to be working, (laughs) and uh, I am looking forward to Sunday as a day of rest, I got to tell you. I I just, there's a reason God said that you work six days and you rest one, okay? And it's because we need it because we're not him, okay? But we do follow in that model that he set before us in the creation period, and so I'm so glad that he does give us a day to rest. With that said, 
If you would like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you would like to join us in the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you will see us going live. Okay, Uh, If you've got a mobile device, you probably won't see that because... The site is what they call dynamic, so it sees if you're on a mobile device, and it gives you a different version of this. So you'll need to click on, if you have something like a Google Chrome kind of browser, and maybe there are other ones that do it, you can click on those little dots or whatever lines, whatever it is in the top right, and you can see the desktop version. If you do that, then you'll be able to pull this up. You can enlarge it. That's right. You can see the face is made for radio. And then you can take and click on the icon for the social media platform that it's on, and join us in the chat. We've got lots of friends in there this morning. Great to see all you guys in there, as usual. And uh, also, <clears throat> while you're there, if you missed Bradley's show from yesterday, you can see that. That's right above where we're going live. And you can click on that, and you can watch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, 2 p.m. Central. And then it goes live. Bradley will be live with you today from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, let's see, we've got uh, right above that is where you can enter your email address. And by doing that, you can sign up for our email newsletter, which you get every evening. You get one of those a day. We don't rent it, uh, spam it, or sell it to anybody. So you don't have to worry about extra email except for just whatever you wanted to come through here, okay? And uh, that comes from SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the morning show archive. And uh, then finally, if you agree with our message... Right. If you agree with our message, just click on the donate button if you would like to help us out uh, meet our needs. And uh, we never asked you for money. We just tell you we have needs. And if we show you the way, if you want to help us, we are more than happy for you to help us. There's a donate button here at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com. Make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also at the top of the page. And then our store is also available. In fact, this week we're highlighting our necessity t-shirts. Well, they come in both black and in blue, and they carry the slogan made famous by William Pitt the Younger. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. And, and there's no better time than to remind people of this slogan than right now. Oh, we, we've got to lock down. Oh, you've got to wear a mask. Oh, you've got to have a shot. Oh, you can't go go to work unless you have this experimental uh, shot that is against the Nuremberg Code. Oh, you know, all the all the arguments from the tyrants about how they want to infringe on your liberty. And yet, what do the slaves do? Oh, we've got to social distance. Stay away from me. Put your mask on. You're, you're going to infect me. You unvaccinated people. Well, wait a minute. I thought you took the jab, didn't, didn't, aren't you the one, and aren't your rulers the one? And they are their rulers, they are their masters, their masters. Aren't they the ones telling you that if you get that, you're going to be safe? Then why are you worried if I don't have it? Because you're illogical, because you are following after your father the devil in that. I mean, there's just, uh, the confusion that reigns when the truth is not spoken. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Is absolutely incredible. So you can get this shirt for 10% off when you use the promo code necessity at checkout. Okay. Use the promo code necessity, save 10 bucks off. And that's through tomorrow night, Saturday, July 31st. Is that right? July the 31st. 
at midnight. You can do that up until then. Tomorrow evening, we'll be introducing a new uh, product with a promo code on that. I'll be telling you more about that on Monday. All right, now, just real quick before we bring our guest on, I want to let you know about a couple of things uh, that had had gone on. And that is that uh, you guys know what, what's been going on with uh, our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani. And <clears throat> we gave you some updates on that earlier in the week and on, no, not on Saturday, but we did do it on Sunday. We did a special report and then we brought her on on Monday to talk about what was going on there in the UK. And so she said, hey, can you get me in touch with some guys over there who you know, have some, some big platforms that, that, we can, that I can get out on and I can put the light on this to help me. So we got her in touch with Mike Adams. Mike Adams brought her on. So if you have not been able to see the interview with Kate, it's really good. Uh, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Our governments have declared war on the people. The Sons of Liberty's health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani, interviewed by the Health Ranger. And that video, it's just a, it's a, it's a, about an hour video. But, uh, boy, she, she lays out all the things that we've talked about over the past year and, uh, and makes them very relevant to what's going on, not only in her life, but it, it's going on and not in just the U.K., but here in the United States as well. So if you'd like to check that out, please do so. And, um, and again, the ability to support her Crowd Justice Fund um, is there, too. There's a link just under the video if you want to help support Kate in not only defending herself, but she's got two... Uh, lawsuits that they're putting together to be an offensive to go after them, not just sit there and defend themselves, but to go after these people who are engaged in basically what is genocide and uh, violations of the Nuremberg Code and of English law. So if you like to do that, that's at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, with that said, um, I've got a longtime friend, and I guess we, we met each other through me being on freedomoutpost.com. At the time, which is no longer around, I don't know what happened there, but uh, yeah, that, I'm not going to even say anything about that. But in any case, uh, we had we had met through that on Facebook, and uh, I think she had submitted an article or two. Um, we put that out. Now this was going back, I don't know, 2014, 2013, 12, somewhere in there. And this is where the banning, shadow banning started to happen with certain people. And uh, I'm going to let her tell her story here because it's been going on a long time. There are obviously subversives who were at Twitter specifically, and we believe them to be some government-paid trolls uh, who were on there. And again, this is back before banning and shadow banning was cool, okay? Or or you, you said you wear it as a badge of honor. I don't do that stuff anyway. Uh, we started SonsOfLibertyMedia.com in 2014, I think it was like August or October, somewhere in there, September, around 2014. And, you know, within just three months, we were going well over a million page, or we were approaching a million page views at that time. And just all of a sudden, you started seeing the, the bottlenecking. You started seeing those numbers that were just rising very quickly, all of a sudden start to be tapered off. And now it's a struggle to get 100,000 people on the site. And it's because everywhere you post, uh, even Google doesn't even pick it up. I mean, you can't put in one of our titles and pick up an, an article that we have. Uh, you have to go to the site. You, In order for Google to bring it up, you have to put in Sons of Liberty Media <laughs> uh, to get it to pick it up. Uh, other outlets like Bing and Yahoo aren't like that, which is 
kind of strange, but I'm, I'm sure they're going to fall lockstep sooner or later. But our guest this morning, Kathy Amidon, she um, had this firsthand, and she was making a lot of headway, if you will, into some political action against crimes that were taking place within our government. And so I want to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Kathy Amidon. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Um, thank you so much for having me on the show and uh, letting me just, just have this conversation and discuss what happened to us over the years with Twitter and Big Tech. Yeah. Now, I, what, I, what I want to do is, now, you were heading up something called Tea Party Fire Ants. Some of you people might be familiar with that, may remember that. And uh, you were you were doing some things, if I recall correctly, you were dealing with the issue of Benghazi and you were trying to push that for an investigation. And you had tons of people who are responding literally every time you were putting out a tweet, you were sending out information, and they were not just going, hey, this is great. They were actually calling representatives. Um, you were very well organized in doing that to get the representatives to do their job. I mean, it's a shame that the people have to do this to get them to do their job, but you were organizing that. Tell us a little bit about that and what was going on at the time. Oh, great, yes. Um, I was the co-founder, and then I had a... Um the founder and the person that came up with the idea that used his pen name Pro was brilliant with these ideas. We used Twitter. We got on Twitter um, with a small group of people and had figured out a certain way to utilize this public town square, you know, uncensored. It was great because instead of just getting on there individually and making noise, we had a, we had a way of doing it to reach the congressman individually. But before we did that, we actually started out, this, this might be kind of important, in 2013, uh, kind of going after Fox News. Because Fox News, my partner was in the media, he understood what they were doing, he did blogs about it, and Fox, everybody thought, was the conservative darling, and they weren't. They were going farther and farther to the left and not really reporting the news, right? They had stopped reporting about Benghazi like everybody else. So we went after Fox News and boy, did a boycott and dropped their ratings, literally dropped it. At that time, we got some very bad attention, or for some, some attention from some really strange people. I didn't know. I was brand new to this, right? I didn't know anything. I didn't know what a troll was. We, it was I was so early in the game. So they, these people were attacking us, and we didn't know why or who they were. Uh, fast forward to the Benghazi thing. My, uh, the founder found uh, House Resolution 36, and he says, we need to help make this happen, and I know how to do it. So we were tweeting to the House rep in a very methodical manner every night for over a year. So I think we were on Twitter for about 17 months as activist team, as a small grassroots group, just doing it for no money, you know, spending hours a night uh, of our lives. And giving up everything, you know, we gave up our jobs and everything to do this stuff because it was that important and we couldn't do both. So anyway, we were successful getting these co-sponsors uh, um, because the reps and their communications directors would see us on their Twitter feed every night asking them to join this bill, which makes sense, right? Because when you call their offices, even if you had the manpower to call all of them, a million times a day, uh, it may not get past the staffer. Or email can get ignored. You never know what they read. But, but on Twitter, 
it was the public square. So it worked. We were shut down pretty quickly. As a new team, I was shut down my larger account. We didn't, I didn't have a lot, but I had about 7,000 followers being just a few months on it, right? And he had several thousand. They shut me down trying to um, stop us. And we were getting all these threatening messages from these people that I now look back and have for the past few years understanding they weren't just trolls that didn't like the message. They had to have been Twitter inside staffers um, within the Twitter Trust and Safety, and I'm going to go into that more, and or directly connected to maybe the other administration. And there's reasons that we think that. So with this, we endured this for like over six years, six or seven years. It was terrifying. It was terrorizing to this day. I mean, you get to where you're, you know, you're not scared anymore. You're just, you're just ticked off that they got by with this. They shadow banned everything that we did going forward. So you couldn't be a human. We couldn't have our group. We couldn't do our, our other projects. We couldn't do our Christian movie projects because everything was shadow banned and blocked and hacked. I don't know how to put it any simpler, you know. So that's kind of where our focus is right now. Okay. All right. So you're you're continuing to be politically active in some in some measure, but still there are some there are restraints that are being put on. And I want to kind of hit this off because I know we talked about before and um I you know I you and I were talking and and you know some people have referenced this whole idea of censorship and it is fascism because now I mean they're coming out and saying it the White House uh, Jen Psaki was coming out and saying this stuff of um well we're working with Facebook to to stop misinformation no they're not they're they're working with Facebook in order to silence dissent now some people will say well the issue of a corporation is, a, you know, censoring you is a violation of the First Amendment. Let, let's clear that up. The First Amendment says Congress shall not do such and such. They're, they're not the ones to restrict your practice of religion. They're not to restrict your freedom of speech, the freedom of the press, your ability to assemble with who you want to and not assemble with who you don't want to. This is a problem I have with the whole segregation and, you know, all these kinds of things. That's about Congress. But what we're talking about really is, a, is an issue of trust. These uh, corporations came in. Some of them funded, Google definitely funded millions of, of our tax dollars illegally and unconstitutionally by the CIA. And uh, Facebook received some from the guy who was heading up the front group for the CIA. It was giving out all this money. And what they're doing is they're, they're infringing on that. They were given certain protections by the government, which is is understandable because all they're doing is providing a platform to put people for people to post stuff on. And they're not responsible for what people post there. They're just not. It doesn't matter what they post. The person posting it is responsible for that. But they're, 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 where they get in trouble is they violate the public trust by saying, come build your business here. Come express yourself on this. Come use your freedom of speech here and this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, stuff that they don't like, not that's illegal, it's actually... It's actually, um, it's actually very lawful. They will silence. They will shadow ban. They will ban the person, any of this kind of stuff. And so this is what you guys were experiencing firsthand, and you were having it mainly on Twitter there. But can you give us some examples of what was going on? You showed us, okay, we got all these people. They're working together. They're pushing 
uh, towards the same goal, which is pretty incredible in and of itself. What was happening behind the scenes that that people weren't seeing, and they and I, when I say that, no pun intended, a lot of people really weren't seeing. They began not to see what you were putting out. <laughs> right, exactly. And let me say to the legalities of this thing, and and um, then I'll circle back to circle back. I hate that now. Right, uh, that is. I believe with in Twitter's situation and with these operatives that may, we may find out, and that's what my goal is, who they work for, whether it's straight into Twitter, which I believe, or both. But I think there is a conspiracy, like a, legally, uh, I think it's a felony to have conspiracy with the intent to defraud a person of their First Amendment right or a conspiracy to ruin a person's life and business. Yep. So there may be some legal. I'm sure there's some legalities in there that uh, once this thing gets to court, uh, we can get in there with some discovery because I want the names. I want the real ID of these SOBs that did this to us all these years. Now, to go back to what you're saying, what people didn't see, uh, of course, uh, as our, our group, there was um, 2014, of course, the Benghazi thing. Uh, you've got to stop and think. Who would want to shut us up? when we were out there, you know, kicking the hornet's nest about Fox News and getting co-sponsors, because without co-sponsors to a bill like H.R. 36, uh, you wouldn't have the Benghazi Select Committee. And I'm sure there were skeletons out there that never got exposed. Uh, We helped Tom Rice back then with H.R. 442. Uh, But then we went on to 2015, and here's some things that you – that's when – 2015 is when they really started and found the technology to do shadow banning. What people weren't seeing back then, uh, before Twitter had this technology, was they were reading people's DMs, their private DM messages. Uh, they were reading ours and putting some of this information on Twitter. Uh, they were sending us, just bombarding us 24-7 with these memes of, like, Big Brother's watching you with a picture of Obama. They told one of our people that, the FBI was investigating us. Now, back then, we shrugged it off. We didn't know, right? Uh, might make sense today. And I have a tweet still. I've got hundreds or thousands of tweets. We've got more evidence than anybody on the planet. But if you, we've got one that somebody said, oh, poor Amadon doesn't know she's being tracked. This is 2014. So every time we get on Twitter or anywhere online, or put up a new video, or put up a new anything, there they were. I don't care what time of day or night it was, there was this group of people harassing us and defaming us, and and they were just all so careful about what they were saying. What were some of Kathy, Kathy, what were some of their handles that they were using to uh, some of these people on Twitter? Uh, The one one specifically, and some of these are closed because I think it's a leader account, uh, there was a Clarence Silkwow. And I think he had an alternate account. It was his alternate account on one of his sidekicks. Uh, Henry Jack P. Uh, was one of them. Uh, My Black Lab was one of them. And uh, there was a Grandpa account and a couple of others. That there was a Snow White, wasn't there? Yeah, well, yeah now Snow White was a real person. I think, Tim, I actually have thought about this a lot because watching the hearings with, with Josh Hawley, going after Zuckerberg and talking about Centra. And then last uh, December, listening to Mary Fanning 
interview with Brandon Howes on WBW, that really struck a nerve with me. I got pretty emotional just listening to it. Was talking about uh, Barack Obama in 2012-13 using hammer and scorecard for the election. Think about this a minute, how far this goes back and what was going on. So that puts us into, she's talking about uh, Fox News and Murdoch and, and this cover-up of exposing, he had the ability, Fox had the ability evidently to expose hammer and scorecard being used with Barack Obama in 2012. So it, when I'm listening to this interview, the emotions get high and I'm like, oh my gosh, because that's exactly when we were out there kicking on Fox News doing a boycott, and that's exactly when we were getting the co-sponsors for the Benghazi Select Committee. We're going into 20, 2014. So to, to, we, we, we got some attention and some pretty bad people that evidently, even back then, and I told Pro a few years ago, they've got to have some kind of government-type software to be able to know where we are online and to be able to block everything that we do and to be able to harass us and to be able to did that step on me to to quote things about my family on Twitter that I had only said to my family on the phone. Okay. That, that gets to be some pretty terrifying crap. Yeah. Well, here's... To be here's, able to hack into your email and threaten you. I mean, this stuff was going on for years. Yeah. I, Kathy, one of, the th- one of the things I want to ask you is, you know, you're bringing Obama in there, and you and I have talked about this, how does he fit into this? Because you were finding out there were some of these people that seemed to be directly tied to Barack Obama himself and uh, who, were, who were doing some of this stuff that you were facing online. Can you explain to people how you found that out and what that information is, is that you found? Absolutely. And you can go online now and still pull it up. There's an article, and um, I think it was on was it Reuters, Obama has a Twitter army. Obama has a Twitter army. That was back in 20, I think, 13, 14, and it's still out there. And my partner then had put it on the blog and did a, you know, this this Benghazi Truth blog we had is just a diary of information that we went through. And so is the uh, TeaPartyFinance.net website. But anyway, um, so it's all out there. We've got proof of everything. But with Obama, I think in in hindsight, is um, the connection was that. Plus, in 2018, my... Now, former partner, and I was helping him with his uh, movie projects or trying to help with these new ideas of these movie projects I think you're aware of. And we couldn't, we couldn't get anywhere because everything was censored off and, and shadow banned so badly. Uh, so as we, were, we tried to do a Twitter page even in 2018 for the movie project, and they were, these guys were telling him, this must not be allowed to happen. We're going to ruin you. Um, and one of these guys that attacked him a few times, and I've got a screenshot, Obama was his second follower. Obama was his second follower. So that prompted me to go on to, for the first time ever, <laughs> to go on Obama's Twitter feed and look at who he follows. And I opened up something that was a little, more than a little alarming to me, and I'm going, why would Obama be following, not followers, following so many fake, blocked Twitter accounts? 
And, and I started looking at these fake block Twitter accounts that Barack Obama followed. And they had three followers, 11 followers, 30 followers. And, of course, if they're blocked, if they've got them blocked, you can't see the tweets. You can only see the header. But what I could see was these accounts started in 2008 and 2009. So the only thing I could possibly imagine is that those were people that he knew or those troll accounts because he, that means if he's following them, he could see the tweets that they were doing. But we couldn't. I just found that a bit odd. I don't know if you do or not. Yeah, I, I absolutely um, do. So, so I found that out in 2018. The thing that bothers me, I mean, uh, is that they were able, uh, you know, we were talking about, I was telling people, uh, some of the congressmen. Of course, I've stayed in contact with a lot of these congressmen over the years since 2014. They've known we can get started on that in a minute. <laughs> but um, when, you, when you look at this big picture, and back then I'm telling them, I think that Twitter and Facebook and Google, YouTube, collude with each other because, and then you, got, you can throw in this deep state government, because I knew they were using some kind of software, which I believe originated in Twitter. I think it originated with, with, in Twitter or with these troll ops. And we've all seen the Project Veritas videos, right, where the insiders were talking about what they were doing. So you had the conspiracy of what they're doing. So we were targeted. There's a thing called TI from the government. And I think that we were intentionally targeted. It may have been Twitter insiders doing this, Twitter trust and safety because of the net case safety head that they hired which we can talk about her, her background and connection and why they would hire these people that they hired to, to, do, to be a trolling operation. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I think it probably came out not from necessarily Twitter. It was probably, there was probably a tech firm that was funded by the CIA and their front group called NQTEL. And I, you know, I find that highly ironic. I, I've done at least, well, I've done several stories on some of these. One of them was Palantir. Uh, that was funded by the CIA. There's, I did, I show at least 21 tech firms that were unconstitutionally funded by NQTEL, which is a CIA front group, uh, using your money, America, illegally to fund big tech, and they and they fund all kinds of things. Uh, people who are developing special kinds of cameras and software and anything that is. Uh, electronic or digital, they'll get in there and fund that if they think that in the end they can come back and get it and use it against the American people. So, and this is this is not all of them. This was just a short list. They've done this for years, and uh, this is this is why the CIA needs to be abolished. It's unconstitutional to be around in the first place, but it does need to be abolished. So you've got these going on now. You've got the president of the well. Let me let me change that. You've got the usurper of the White House, the People's White House, because he was not a natural born citizen, um, and you've got him just doing whatever he wants. And here's Kathy. I think is the thing you're talking about calling out Fox News. We were calling out Fox News too. And for a long time, and I think it goes back before 2014, too, because they're controlled opposition. They always have been. I know people think that they were conservative, and maybe they gave you a little more conservatism than other people, at least Russia's version of conservatism. But they weren't constitutional. That was for sure. And so here's the issue. 
Under our Constitution, a freedom of speech, the freedom of the press, and all of this is to be protected from government. Unfortunately, we didn't, we, we had, well, fortunately, we did write laws in there that are supposed to protect us against when those, those corporations and things do things like what they're doing now uh, in violating the public trust. But some people say, well, okay, but where is, where is our right for that? What is, in, what is you know, tied to people the right to have this speech in the first place because some people are going to say, well, they're a, they're a corporation, they can do what they want. And to a certain extent, I would say yes, as long as it's lawful. And when we go to Scripture, one of the things that we, we have to keep in mind is we are called to be, one, people who speak the truth. Okay, Paul spoke to the Galatians, and he's correcting them about their, their misunderstanding about the physical line of Abraham, who is really... Uh, Israel, who are really the children of Abraham, and he says, somebody's bewitched you into thinking something has to do with somebody's pedigree, and it has nothing to do with that, it has, has to do with faith. And then he, he comes back and he says, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? So we're commanded to tell the truth. We're told in the Ten Commandments we're not to uh, bear false witness against our neighbor, so we don't have the right to have speech that is unlawful that causes others harm that because it's not true. We're told in um, Exodus 20, verse 7, we're not to take the name of the Lord our God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Uh, we're told in Colossians 3 to uh, put, away all, put, put away these things that are of the flesh, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and I can go on and on of things that are is our duty to do. And as we go, when we speak about rights, it is our liberty, okay? We have liberty to do our duty. And so if we have a duty to do these things and to not do certain things, then we must have the liberty to do that as well. And so this, whether it's government or whether it's a corporation or whether it's government and a corporation, fascism, using that to censor free, lawful speech, lawful speech, because they're not going after pornography, which isn't speech, but it's called freedom of speech, and we we could do a whole show on that uh, as to how that came about, but they're, they're trying to silence lawful speech and lawful action by the people to hold people accountable, which is what we've got government there for in the first place, Romans 13 is to punish evildoers, and there's no doubt in my mind that Google and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all of this have been involved in criminal activity for many, many years. I'm going to turn that over to you. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> and you know you touched on something a minute ago, I think my pro said to me years ago, was Twitter, he always knew or felt that Twitter was never created to be a social media platform. Facebook and Twitter... I think, uh, it, it, you know, people are going, how do they start this, these big mammoth uh, social media platforms with two young guys out of the basement? It doesn't happen. So I, I think it, you're probably right there. I heard something about this potential of the CIA startup of, of it, and especially Twitter again. Anyway, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to touch back. You know, people, you're right about the, the free speech. Uh, what they're doing to the free speech and what they've been doing, this has been coming on for years. But nobody wanted to know. We were conspiracy theorists. We were shut down. I'm screaming to everybody. I'm calling Congress back then. 
very, very uh, high-ranking congressman knew about this. I've been to a couple of them's offices with all this proof, and, and they, nobody did a darn thing. So that's, that's where it's really frustrating to me, is we didn't have to be in this spot. We didn't have to be here. They knew. And they did nothing. Can can I ask including you, some of Tennessee's own congressmen? Yeah, let me let me ask you something about that. Can you name some of the people that you went and presented this information to? Oh boy, I, I can. I actually took it into Marsha Blackburn's office. Okay, met with her legislative director when she was a um, congresswoman. I took it into Mark Green or sent it to Mark Green's office. When he was a senator, I've been into Scott Desjardins' office in Tennessee. Uh, I have talked to back in 2014. I love him, but it's Congressman Jim Jordan's chief of staff, Ray Yankura, many times. Matter of fact, uh, there's a lot of history with that because he had told me that they may be able to investigate Twitter in 2014. And then he tells me a couple weeks later it was the wrong committee, and he sent the science committee to me, and we actually got a I actually got a call about 7 in the morning from the guy that was um, in charge of the truthy investigation. So there was communication back and forth with him. Of course, nothing happened with that. Uh, I think it was there was, uh, uh, I want to say, Steve King's office, um, not so much. But a lot of them knew it. And I did have communications. I did talk to several of the communications directors. Let's say, for example, 2015, when we first learned what shadow banning was, was because uh, Pro had found out that there was a bill that Ted Yoho had on the books. And this is kind of important to me, and I don't think people catch it enough. But it was called High Crimes and Misdemeanors of this administration and others going after Barack Obama. He had like three co-sponsors, and Pro found that. And he said, call the rep's office and find out if they want these co-sponsors, and we will try to, to do what we did with the H.R. 36 and with H.R. 442 and get the co-sponsors. So we pulled the people back together in 2015 after we'd been off for a few months. We'd kind of given it up. And lo and behold, not a single like, not a single retweet, no interactions. First night, second night, I called probably a half dozen or so of the offices and talked to the communications directors and they could look at they would look at my page and look at the thread because I would retweet. Let's say for example, let's say for example, um, we were on a tweet top tweet thread for um, Steve King or any of them. Then we would all be there in the list, right? We'd all be there in the comments saying the same thing. Please join this bill. Only they could see us all from my page, but when they looked at the reps page they could only see one out of the six or eight of us. Or they could see none. So these guys saw this firsthand. I even, I think I sent them screenshots even. Fast forward that to 2018, or 2019, 2020. Uh, even though Pro is no longer doing this and kind of lost contact over the past couple of years there for whatever reason that was, um, I pulled a couple of the old uh, fire ants back together, the team members, and some new ones, and we wanted to help Rep. Paul Gozar with his Stop the Censorship Act bill that was changing the language of 230, right? 
Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. We tried to do the same thing, and I would swear to you, uh, especially in um, last fall when we did the second round, somebody had to have been sitting there in real time manipulating what was seen. They, again, they shadow banned and blocked that. This time, you couldn't just go to my page and drop down and see everybody. They had been shadow banning. My team would, you know, I would be looped in so I could see them on the notification so I'd know when everybody tweeted. This time, it didn't happen that way. So they would have to text me. I'm like, are you going to tweet? And we did. And I'd go look at their page, and there it was. It wasn't showing up in my in my feed. And then uh, when you would go to my page, even though there were seven or eight of us, I would see like three people on the thread. My One of my very good friends had been helping out with that, and she would look at it and see three different people on a thread or four. I called the reps' offices, and they would see one of the seven or eight of us on a thread. Wow. Which made it darn near impossible to get screenshots. It took me 30 minutes to pull together screenshots to prove one case. So that seemed a little bit real-time deliberate to me, that none of our people could be seen and the different people were being seen, and I would you know, just have to piece it together. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I, you know, I think they're developing algorithms that can do that now. And we're seeing how, how even bad some of the algorithms are that you can literally go on like Facebook and what they might be using. And I don't even think they should be using it for this because they're trying to be the ministry of truth straight out of 1984. But they're, they're taking stories that are definitely not true stories and they're applying that algorithm to them, but then it if anybody writes a story that has a headline that even resembles that, even if they're telling the truth, they're getting the, the algorithms are getting on there, and then when you appeal it, they're not they're they're just saying, oh, we looked at it, yeah, you were writing about the same thing when you really weren't, and they're leaving it in there. And here's what gets me, Kathy: you give all this effort for the Benghazi thing, and what have we gotten from it? We've gotten nothing. We've got patronizing from those who are to be representatives, whether they are a Ted Cruz, a Jim Jordan, um, uh, a Jason Chaffetz, uh, uh, what's his name, Daryl Issa. I mean, it wasn't just Benghazi. It was the IRS targeting. It was the Operation Fast and Furious. It was, uh, what were some of the other things that were going on there at the time? Just all of this stuff that were criminal activities under the Obama administration And all the best that the quote-unquote conservatives, the Republicans, could give us were people who did a circus for us and who ripped, blasted, and grilled all of these guys. In some cases, they really didn't even do that. But they they put on their WWE match for us. The Royal Rumble was out there. And people thought, yeah, we're going to get something out of this. And every time, every single time, not one person was brought to justice. Not one. I mean, we've got a, we had an uh, attorney general who was held in contempt of Congress. Now, if you or I were held in contempt of Congress, how long do you think that would go on before they put us in jail? But I'm yet, no kidding. I, I, but yet I, he's I out in California and still running this trap out there, this criminal, Eric Holder. So it, it, there's a part of me, I, 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 I'm definitely sympathizing with you over what they did, but I've said it time and time again, 
It is time. You're not going to clean that corruption up unless you've got somebody that's willing to die doing it. And so far, I haven't even seen that. But the problem is in D.C. has become so corrupt. In my opinion, I think we go back to the words that Thomas Jefferson had, and we go to our states, our sovereign states, and start calling for them for it to be dissolved, and we'll, we'll reinstitute new government that best secures our liberties. I mean, that's what Thomas Jefferson wrote there for the Declaration of Independence. However, this is still going on, and these people still have to be accountable. Again, like I said, we played Jen Psaki uh, recently, and she's saying the White House, this is fascism right in front of our face. The Nazis are not, uh, you know, is they're not the Trump supporters. They're not the constitutionalists. They're not the Christians. They're not... and. They're, they're not any of those. The real fascists, uh, the real Nazis, if you will, are those who are not, and I'll say it this way, they're not only those who are attacking the freedom of speech, okay, and the truth, they're those who are complicit by not doing anything. And by not doing anything, I meant like Rand Paul said, okay, we're going to refer Fauci to the DOJ. Well, if you believe that he lied to Congress and you've got the, the stuff there, I would have said, Sergeant of Arms, come and arrest this man, and we're going to bring charges against him. Don't turn it over to criminal, DO, or criminal DOJ. They're weaponized, and they've been weaponized for years under both Republican and Democrat uh, presidents. So why are they not having these arrests? Why are they not doing that? Well, I think, it's Kathy, it's because they're controlled men. There are very few. You might could count them on one, one hand if they're that many in Congress who actually have any sense of some kind of integrity and uh, constitutional uh, allegiance to uphold that thing. You know, you could, we could get on that subject of Fosse, and you could really take me off. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so that's that's a whole different show, because, and maybe we can get to that in a second, but I do want to uh, kind of get back on this big tech thing, because I want to add something, Tim, and maybe part of this the reason I wanted to get my voice heard again, I haven't been out uh, able to do that for a while, is, you know, and, and going back to that, yeah, and you're right, the fact that nothing's been done about anything, it, it, it's infuriating. We, we did all this stuff and, and thought we were doing something that was going to matter uh, with going, getting the co-sponsors for Benghazi because without us doing this for over a year, and like I say, we were... We got three thank you letters from Frank Wolf back then, and we went on to help with the uh, HR 442 stop this overreaching president. And then all we got out of that was our group shut down and ruined, turned invisible everywhere online, uh, threatened and harassed and stalked and defamed, and uh, our computer, my computer and phone hacked into multiple times in different ways, proven. Email, you know. Personal information they went digging around on and put on, on Twitter to, to intimidate me, to, to demoralize us. That's what we got out of it. And it's like Laura Loomer said the other day, I heard uh, her talking to Denise DeSuzio and saying, they make you feel like a non-person. You are a non-person when they've taken you, you're, just kept you from being able to build a following on social media. Or like when Pro and I went on in 2016 and went, heck with this, we're just going to do these 3D Christian movies because he can and we needed them. And we were happy and we were going to do all these great things and, and help conservatives with some of the money from it. Heart was in the right place. 
I was his uh, associate producer, and everything that we did, he came up with the ideas. He was brilliant with that. I implemented them. I ran around. I called people. I did all this. It's a lot of work. I lost everything. I lost everything because of these big tech goons, and so did he. And you cannot get justice anywhere. So I'm hopeful. I mean, this went on with Twitter. Then they colluded with Facebook. So when we got on Facebook with the movie idea, we still couldn't get a following. We still couldn't have any, any links. You got a 3D movie trailer, and you've got it on YouTube, and you're putting it out. Most of those 3Ds, and I looked the other day again. You just type in 3D. High school kids playing around with 3D have a million views in 24 hours. We couldn't get a few hundred. Anywhere. Yep. So they, they destroyed everything, and they made it personal with Pro, I think. He was a fighter. He was brilliant. He wasn't backing down. And the guy plainly tells him, we will not let this happen. We're going to ruin you. They made it a pissing contest. I, now I'm mad. I mean, I'm furious. And they got between us. I don't know what happened with, with that two years ago, but I think they got to him. I think they just got in his head, and I think he's had enough. Maybe he's coming back. I don't know. Yeah. But we did a lot of great things. We did a lot of great things, and we, no matter what I did, I went to the police with, about these people, these troll operatives. I, nothing was done. I went to the police when they hacked into my email and sent me a multicolored font death threat, threatening to come to Tennessee to get me. <laughs> they did nothing. I went to the district attorney general's office, and Pro and I Pro was on the phone with them too, did nothing because he's a swamp creature. Mm. I went to the freaking FBI with the help and the printout of some of these death threats about an inch worth of death threats and the worst uh, things threatening to beat me up. And they they threatened him, threatening our families and stuff. Take it with the help of a congressman in Tennessee that printed this stuff off. I went and knocked on the door at the FBI's office, not knowing any better what we know now. Yep. In 2018. And within two weeks, it's like this doesn't meet our threshold. Debbie T. what? So I will tell you this. I spoke to a, an old, old acquaintance of mine, an old friend from the earlier days that had worked for the FBI in, in Tennessee. And I'm practically screaming at him as to why they would not take this case or look at it. I sat there with him and told him. And he ends up telling me a couple of days later, of course, they all claim no resources. They don't know where to send them over in California. But, you know, we can only suspect who this one leader person was. I, and I'll tell you about that if you want. But he said that he comes back and says he talked to them, and they said they couldn't touch it because it's government. Hmm. That is not the first time I heard that. Not that it surprised me at all. Uh, so... I think that when this, uh, I know you don't have a lot of faith in the class action. I, it's hard for any of us to have a lot of faith in anything because nothing good's happened, right? Nobody's been yeah. held accountable. But I think it will bring, it's not Trump doing the class action so much as it is his lawyers. So I'm hopeful, yeah. I've got, I'm joining the case too, that discovery for me is, is, is the way I want to go. I've been trying to get lawyers on this for years. And they all say, well, Twitter won't give us the actual names. I want the real ID. I want the real ID, and I think this is the, 
what differentiates the the evidence that that Pro and I have of who these goons are. Yep. Because if I can get the real ID behind the leader of this goon, you're going to find out where it goes, and it goes into Twitter, Twitter Trust and Safety, uh, this Del Harvey perverted justice, so-called trust and safety head, that that her only uh, job skill when she got that job back when you know, and I think it was 2008 was the co-founder of this pedophile trolling operation. Yeah. They yeah. got their jollies off by, sorry, I shouldn't put it like that, uh, by, by humiliating people and trolling people and defaming people. That's what they did. Yeah. So her, her, her founder of that group and sidekick, we think, was probably, I'll call him the captain of this team. So imagine, imagine this, this, this is my, kind of my view now. You've got government operatives from maybe... Obama's administration, or Hillary's, right? And they're colluding with, say, Twitter. Now you've got these little groups of people that have been appointed. So say maybe maybe it's Del Harvey and Twitter Trust and Safety's buddy, Xavier Von Erk, who we had reason to believe that's who it was. So we'll call him the captain of this little group that was leading this just to harass and defame and try to scare you and try to stop you and to ruin your life. Hmm. And I think it, the, the information and the hard evidence that we have and that I have, that in discovery in this hearing or a hearing, I know it could take a long time to go after Twitter, but it wouldn't take so long to go after these individuals and uncover who these people work for that would help that case. Not only that, but then you can sue them for the restitution they freaking owe us. Yeah. Kathy, we're running up against the end of the show here. I want to throw in a couple of things. One, it's my opinion, and I'm just going to say this is this is just from seeing the the things of what's going on with with Trump in the past and this this thing. He had the White House for four years. He didn't bring justice against any of the criminal politicians. He's. I think this is all a big WWE match. There's nothing really going to come of it. That's just my opinion because, and that's based on what I see before. But you know, I'm hopeful that there'll be somebody who'll do something. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll be happy to be wrong about that. But you know, the Bible tells us Proverbs 31 8 through 9 says, "Open your mouth for the mute." For the rights of those who are destitute, open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. And then it tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 1, and I charged your judges at the time, hear the cases between your brothers and judge righteously between a man and his brother or the alien who is with him. You shall not be partial in judgment. You shall hear the small and great alike. You shall not be intimidated by anyone for the judgment is God's and the case is too hard for you. You bring it to me and I'll hear it. Now, guys... This is what Kathy's been on for years, is trying to get justice and not been able to get it from those who have sworn to bring it. And that's where we are. The hope is, let's bring some justice, and we're the people to do it. Talk to you tomorrow at 8 a.m. See ya.